Lights out, everybody. Just a moment, you two, just a moment there. <laughs> All right, Father, we'll behave. Now, come on, Doug, stop that. All right, dear. Well, one more joke like that out of your father, and I'm getting under the table. He's just showing off, trying to prove to you that Englishmen have a sense of humor. Oh, yeah, now I'm doing nothing of the sort. You're already married to the man-daughter. There's no need for my saying anything further. Oh, now that she's got me, I, I can know the worst, eh? <laughs> exactly. Before you, you see my father, Sir Hugh Denham, notorious from the Aleutian Islands to Zanzibar as the world's greatest Egyptologist. Yeah, yeah. Now, are you sorry you married me? <laughs> That's hot news. I knew about Sir Hugh a long time before I even brought the ring. But how about the lowdown on myself and my family? Low down? Low down. What kind of an American phrase is that? Uh, that means dish the dirt, uh, let down your hair, uh, give the inside dope. <laughs> what? Oh, don't let him confuse you, Father. He's just flaunting the fact that he's an American. <laughs> what an amazing language. By George, what he just said was as complicated as, as, as some of the earlier Egyptian hieroglyphs. <laughs> oh, no, sir, not as bad as that. And speaking of Egyptians, Jane, have you told your father where we're going? Oh, no. Fathers aren't supposed to know what their daughter's honeymoon. <laughs> what is this? Uh, just the fact that one of the places we're going to is up the Valley of the Nile. Not really. Oh, Jane, is this true? Yes, Father. All my life I've heard so much about Egypt this and Egypt that that, well... I decided I simply had to see Egypt and the pyramids and the Sphinx and the sand and the camels and all the rest of it for myself. And what better opportunity than our honeymoon? By Jove, I wish I'd known it sooner. I'd have made out a complete itinerary. <laughs> In fact, I think I'll do so now. You two simply must see the tomb of the first century and Coptus and, and the Bene Hassan tombs of the feudal age near... Achithion and copper mines at Wadi Mahra. <laughs> just a moment, Father. Dear, just a moment. Douglas and I are going on a honeymoon, not an expedition. 
But you can't miss the Giza Pyramid and the Tasha Pyramid and the tomb I did my research in, the tomb of Menelaus. Oh, no tombs for me. No, thank you. I'm not getting myself into one of those family curse situations. No, sir. What the, what's, what's that? What's that? <laughs> Douglas has been reading those stories about the horrible things that happen to people who go meddling around Egyptian mummies. <laughs> okay, he? Don't worry, my boy. <laughs> All that sort of thing only happens in cheap fiction, you know, the cinema. Now, take myself, for example. For 20 years, I've devoted my life and my efforts to bring to the world a more detailed knowledge of the civilization of Egypt. In that time, I have uncovered hundreds of Egyptian tombs, ranging from lowly workmen to the great pharaoh himself. <laughs> and as you see, I'm in very good health. That's what I've been trying to tell him, Father. Uh, but, Sir Denham, surely there must be something to these stories I hear of... Uh... Of, uh, of eternal curses? Oh, no, my boy, nothing whatsoever. I doubt if the Egyptians themselves believe in the efficacy of the curses inscribed upon the entrances of their tombs. It was only done in an attempt to frighten off the grave robbers of their own times. <laughs> and it didn't even work with those rascals. What do you mean, sir? Well, you may not know it, but there are extremely few Egyptian burial places which have not been violated time and time again. There are cases on record where a nobleman would be buried and the tomb and all its valuable contents sealed, and that very night robbers would break in and strip the place of every object of value. That's exactly what happened in the tomb of Tutankhamun. And you heard about that, of course. Why, no. Oh, well, shortly after Tutankhamun was buried. His tomb was entered by robbers, but they were caught in the very midst of their plundering and executed. Fortunately, however, the inner tomb was not opened, with the result that the archaeologists were able to find a veritable storehouse of the works of art and craftsmanship of that age. <sighs> yes, it was very rarely that we find a tomb that it has not been meddled with. I mean, I might say that my own discovery of the tomb of Menelaus was the only time when a tomb was found which had been left completely intact these many thousands of years. <laughs> and the inscription of that tomb no more stopped me than it would have stopped the plunderers of Menelaus's time five thousand years before they had discovered the secret burial place. Inscription? What inscription, Father? You never told me about that. Oh, it was the usual thing. But what did it say? I remember the words distinctly. Here I sleep, Menelaus the great ruler. Disturb my bones, and as you do to me, I shall do to you, even unto the endless generation. That's quite a curse. Right. Of course, we archaeologists don't pay any t attention to that sort of thing. We do our work and think nothing about those silly superstitions. Well, maybe that's all right for you scientists, but not for me. No, thank you. I'm certainly not going to have any mummy disturbing my sleep. <laughs> Old Menelias wasn't even a mummy. 
Father, what do you mean? Well, the body hadn't been prop prepared properly. The elements did their part, and by the time I got into the tomb, all that was left of the terrible pharaoh was a handful of bones. Well, well what'd you do with them? Oh, they're in one of the Eastern Museums. Uh, yes, in, in your own United States. I kept only a, one small memento for myself. In fact, I keep it with me all the time. I didn't know that you carried anything out of Menelaus's tomb in your pocket, father. <laughs> By remaining somewhat of a mystery, a father retains his youthfulness, eh, one? Uh, you're not going to show us what it is. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 of course. I'll show it to you. The fob of my watch. Interesting, eh? It's, uh, looks like an elf's tooth. <laughs> elf's tooth. <laughs> I'm using that. <laughs> well, uh, then what is it? I, I, I wonder if I dare tell you. Why not? Well, rather a macabre thing to talk about at the table, don't you know? Especially you two honeymooners and all that sort of thing. Father, don't be silly. After 20 years living among mummy wrappings and decayed things, do you think I could be squeamish about anything? Now what is that thing at the end of your watch chain? I've never paid particular attention to it before. Well, I hesitate. Uh, go on. Go ahead, Sir Denham. I can take it. Well, this bit of polished substance which you see is part of the pharaoh Menelaus himself. What? <laughs> I expected you to be shocked. <laughs> Father, you you don't mean... I do. You, you mean to say that? piece of... <laughs> well, I warned you to. <laughs> Father, how... how fantastic! Oh, come now. Nothing so particularly shocking about it. A small piece of human bone that has been exposed to the elements for over 5,000 years isn't particularly venerable. He... He was a pharaoh? Well, yes, a man almost unknown to history, and certainly one civilization could have done without... What do you mean? My research convinced me that Menelaus was easily one of the most major criminal despots of all time. Cruel, proud, self-willed, unbelievably ruthless. <laughs> well, can you blame me for my little conceit of wearing a, a bit of his skeletal framework on my watch chain? Can I... can I touch it? Well, why not? Oh, I think this little bit of bone I... I hold it in my hand was once... Ah! Douglas! What? It, it... It broke. By Jove, so it did. Gosh, I'm... I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, perfectly all right, my boy. Perfectly all right. The thing is bound to be brittle after all these years. Uh, here, give me the broken bits. Uh, glad to get rid of them. Gee, I'm, I'm sorry I broke it, Sir Hugh. <laughs> yeah, well, if Menelias doesn't mind, why should I? So, <laughs> now... Don't forget, you two, I want you to visit his tomb when you get over there. No, thank you. Uh, well, why not, Doug? Father's told me so much about the place, I'd really like to go and see what it looks like. Uh, beg pardon, Sir Denham? Uh, yes, Jenkins, what? The cab is, uh, sir, it's waiting. Cab? Oh my gosh, it's, it's almost nine. <laughs> well, don't just stand there. Oh my goshing, the boat train will miss it. 
Jenkins are things. Go back in the cab, Miss Jane. Jenkins, you're a wonder. Uh, oh, right. Uh, look, e even he uh, brought my hat. Well, sir, you wear off. <laughs> Have a good time, you two. Remember, a honeymoon should come only once in a lifetime. Wish you could come with us, father. Oh, fortunately, this lumbago of mine prevents me from making a nuisance of myself. Ah, but I would love to see Egypt again. We'll say hello to it for you. That's permitted, isn't it? After all, I am one of the family now. <laughs> ah! Jane? Daughter, what's the matter? It's... It's, it's, it's nothing. Nothing? But the way you cried out, your, your face is so white. Yes, tell us, what is it? I, uh, I, I thought I, I saw the, the bones m move on the table. And so today, Douglas and I climbed all over the Great Sphinx of Giza. There were two camels riding around and decided that if, as you told us, the Great Sphinx was supposed to have been the portrait of the mighty King Khafre, then he must have had a larger ears than a certain American cinema star by the name of something that rhymes with table. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Jenkins, keep reading, keep reading. Uh, yes, sir. You certainly were right about the view, Father. That view from the summit of the Great Pyramid, looking down that splendid line of pyramids stretching as far as one's eyes can see on the southern horizon, was a sight neither of us will never forget. Uh, by the time this letter reaches you, we'll be on our way to do our last bit of sightseeing before leaving Egypt. That is, a visit to your own great discovery, the tomb of Menelaus. <clears throat> Douglas isn't exactly enthusiastic about going, but since, confidentially, I have started to put on the trousers in this family, he'll do as I say. P.S. Doug is looking over my shoulder as I write this, and he denies the trousers part emphatically. But that's his story. Anyway, we're going to visit the place where you found the bones of, as you put it, the monstrous Mr. Menelaus. I'll write and let you know just what happens there. All the love in the world, Jane. And that's all she writes? Uh, yes, Sir Denham. <laughs> so young Douglas doesn't want to go near the tomb of Menelaus, eh? The Americans are supposed to be the nervy ones. <laughs> Amusing, that, eh, Jenkins? If I may make a suggestion, Sir Hugh, it's so late. Oh, yes, it is past my bedtime, isn't it? Ah, that's the cruel part of senility. Bedtime assumes the monstrous proportions it did in one's childhood. One would hardly call you senile, Sir Hugh. Just your lumbago. <laughs> well, whatever it is, I need your help. Your arm, Jenkins. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> now... Upstairs we go. <coughs> Amazing. Uh, what, sir? The superstitions of even the intelligent mind, my new son-in-law, Douglas. <laughs> I don't imagine he'll forget what I told him about the curse of Menelaus until his dying day. Rather <sighs> chilly in here. I'll go get your robe, sir. If you would, Jenkins. The new robe, I left it in Jane's old room. I'll make a light hair first, sir. <laughs> oh, no, no. Don't bother. I'll just sit here and wait for you to come back. Easy, sir. <clears throat> back in a moment, sir, Hugh. I'll be all right, yeah. Not getting afraid of the dark in my old age. <laughs> 
Ah, poor Douglas. <laughs> the curse of Menelaus. <laughs> well, quite a wind. Uh, uh, Jenkins, is that you? So dark. Uh, come, come, I'm chilly. Here, put the robe over my shoulder. I'm too tired to get up. Uh, yes, that's right. Oh, your hands are cold, Jenkins. <laughs> you feel like bones. It will take them off my neck, man. Come on, come around the front of the chair and fix the fire, Jenkins. What are you standing back there for? Don't you hear me? What are you? Jake, Jenkins? Jenkins, where are you? Jenkins, come back here. There's something here. Jenkins, come quickly. Jenkins, it's he. Man Elias. Dead bones around me. Crushing me. Oh, dog. What? Is this thing I'm on really camel? Uh, the latest model. <laughs> well, he must have broken springs or something. Get up, old horse. <laughs> what did you say, Jane? This creature, don't they have any models with shock absorbers? Well, this was all your idea. And a good idea, too. I wrote father, told him we'd be sure and visit the tomb. Is it? Uh, much further to go. This camel moves in more directions at the same time. You heard what the guide said right over that ridge there. The guide. He was smarter than we were. Wouldn't go near the place for twice his feet. You mean he was as bad as you are? Just because old Menelaus was one of the worst despots that ever lived is no reason to be afraid of him dead. Come on, let's let's go back. We will not. Ever since my father excavated that tomb, I've heard nothing but Menelaus this and Menelaus that. Well, I'm going to see his last resting place if it's the last thing I do. Oh, this camel. I, I wish we'd taken a streetcar. Look. Doug. I can't. I got sand in my eyes. That opening in that hill. That must be the tomb. I still want to go back. This is thrilling. The thing my father always talked about. Come on. Off your camel, Doug. If I can't stop this animal. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold it. Not whoa, you idiot. The guide said to say, Ada. See? Mine stopped. Ada. Ada. <sighs> Mine's kneeling. Well, mine is too. Hmm. On solid ground again. Well, solid, did you say? The, the sand seems to be going up and down. <laughs> You're still seasick. Not seasick, my dear. Just uh, desert sick. Sick of hieroglyphics and tombs and, and all the rest of Egypt. Now this last tomb and will be all through. I should hope so, if my feet hold up. Won't Dad be thrilled when I write him and tell him we've actually been here? Say, how about those animals? Oh, they'll wait for us. You know, what the guide said. Well, if the guide was as right as he usually is, that means that we'll have to hike back to town. My athletic American. 
I made the varsity in football, my dear, not marathon walking. Oh, Doug, this is thrilling. Just think, right there was where Father uncovered what amounted to the records of a whole new dynasty. It's quite a climb up these sand hills, isn't it? I'm glad you're finding that out. Here, take my hand. Right. Up with you. That's that. That's what? What are we going to do now? Go in. Go in. You don't expect to go into that clammy-looking place. That's what we're here for. But look in there. It's like an entrance to the Devil's Hotel. We've got flashlights. Now look here, Dougie, my boy. Not afraid? Oh, well. Come ahead. I see where I'm going to be henpecked the rest of my life. Poor man. Now, watch where you're going. This angle's pretty steep. Oh, I'm all right. This is exciting. So dark. Yeah. Uh, when did your father clean this place out? Oh, about ten years ago. He told me it was perfectly safe to go down there. See, all those timbers they put in. Old. Clammy. The entrance to antiquity. Hey, don't walk so fast. Uh, take it easy. All right. Uh, uh what, what, what kind of fellow was this Menelaus, anyway? Just what Father said he was. A devil on wheels. Yeah? Father found a record of his exploits. They went something like this. I stormed and captured the city. Six thousand of their warriors I put to the sword. Three thousand captives I burned with fire. Their corpses I formed into pillars. The young men and women I burned in the fire. The leader I flayed. His skin I spread upon the wall of the city. The city I destroyed. I devastated. I burned with fire. Nice fellow. Hold your flashlight up. Then I remember Father read me something about the dear men, which went something like this. Many captives among them I buried. Many captives among them I burned with fire, and many I took as living captives. Some I cut off their hands and their fingers. Of many I put out the eyes. I made one pillar of head. Oh, that's, uh, that's enough of that, Jane. But you just asked me about Menelaus, and I was only trying oh, to... Oh, for Pete's sake, let's go back. We will not. Come all this way and... Uh, oh, Doug, look. What? That inscription on the wall there. Turn your flashlight on it, too. Oh, I can't read it. Of course not. Hieroglyphics. Oh, Doug, that must be the inscription Father talked about. Eh? You remember? Here I sleep, Menelaus, the great ruler. Disturb my bones, and you do to me as I shall do to you unto the endless generation. Of the curse. Right. Oh, what a thrilling thing to write to Father. We actually saw it with our own eyes. Come on, let's get out of here. Douglas, stop talking like that. We've got to go on and see the burial room. See, down there. It's only a little ways further. Uh, not me. You're afraid? Call it what you like. Well, I'm going on. Well, go ahead. Here's where I stop. Doug, come on. I told you. 
Here's where I stop. Then stay there. Superstitious infant. <laughs> Call me what you like, but if you get in trouble, here's where I'll be. I won't need your help. If I want to do any underground exploring, I'll wait till we get to New York and go through the subway. What fun is this dismal smell? Jane, uh, come on back. Um, uh, Jane, the roof. Run! Jane, Jane, where are you, Jane? Jane, oh, caved in. I'm almost shut off from her, Jane. But can you hear me, Jane? Help! I've got to get help. Sunlight. I've got to get out. She's trapped in there. Shovels! Uh, man! Get to dig up! She'll die there. She'll die! Oh, someone's coming to the passage. A, a, a man, hey! A stranger! A stranger, help me! The roof caved in. My wife's trapped back in there in, in the tomb. Come on! What are you standing there for? What are you standing for? Hiding your face? Help me! Are you, are you deaf? You fool! My wife, she's back there, she's behind the cave and blast, blast you, come on. Help me, you, you're in filthy rags. I'll, I'll give you whatever you want. Tell me, tell me where I can get help. There's shovels. Uh, well, just don't stand there. What's the matter with you? Who are you? Uh, take those rags away from your face. Let me look at you. All right, then I'll do it for you. I'll tear your, ah, <coughs> skull. You oh, can't be, St stay back from me. What do you open your arms for? What are you going to do? Uh, you let go of me. You're crushing me. <coughs> Bones. Oh, crushing me. Stop. I didn't want to come in here. What I did, I didn't want to do. Let go of me. Let go. Yeah. Killing me. Someplace. <coughs> Dust so thick. <sighs> oh, better. Air clearing up. Uh, Doug, Douglas, can you hear me? Douglas? No? Doesn't answer. Oh, oh, oh Doug. <laughs> no. No, that won't do any good. Doug will get me out of here, won't you, Doug? Oh, no, 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 I mustn't cry, I mustn't. Douglas, get me out. He will. Oh, but, but what if Doug got crushed under the cave-in? Douglas, Douglas, tell me you're out there. Douglas, tell me all right, Douglas. Answer me, Douglas! It's Jane! Jane, Douglas, answer me! Oh, answer me, Douglas! Answer me! Oh! Digging. Someone's digging. Douglas, I hear you! You're digging through to me! Oh, my darling, you're getting through to me! I knew you would! I knew it! 
Uh, I'll help you. Doug, can you hear me? I hear you, Doug. Speak to me, darling. Doug, Doug. Oh, my dearest, you're through. It's so dark. I, I can't see you. Let me help you. Oh, Doug, your, your clothes are rags. <laughs> but it's you, it's you. Get me out of this horrible place. Oh, Doug, Doug, you were right. You were right. I never should have come in here. That awful curse, it almost got us, didn't it, darling? Doug, wh why don't you say something? Why don't you put your arms around me? I, I can't barely see you standing back there in the dark. Come closer, Doug. Don't, don't just stand there so silently. You, you frighten me. And I've been so terribly frightened already, darling. If I could only see you, if I, oh, the flashlight, it was right at my feet. Now I'll see you. If it isn't broken, I'll, no, it's all right. Now then, Doug, what? Lights Out, written especially for radio by Arch Obler. Comes to you each Wednesday from our Chicago studios. This episode featured the vocal talents of Brad Oxnum, Tara Malden, and John Malden. This is the IDS, the inexplicable dumb show, wishing you a happy Halloween!